This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This week on What's Cooking on 1060, it's Hanukkah. And the way to celebrate Hanukkah is with Sufganiyot, which are jelly donuts. So who better to speak with than a James Beard award-winning pastry chef? I'm about to walk into Zahav and speak with Camille Cogswell. She won the award from James Beard for Rising Star Chef. So I'm so excited to hear from her. I'm sure she has a new young take on Sufganiyot, jelly donuts, or whatever other filling for Hanukkah. So let's hear what she has to say. I'm Hadas Kuznets with the James Beard award-winning pastry chef, Camille Cogswell. Never gets old, does it? Uh, no, not really. I'm still surprised every time I hear <laughs> Since you won this year, amazing, amazing. Thank so, you. Congratulations again. Thank you so much. So let's talk pastry. Yep. Sufganiyot for Hanukkah. Tell me about what you've been making. So we make sufganiyot every year for Hanukkah, and we've perfected our recipe up till now. We use a version of our challah dough, actually. We normally have oil in the dough, but in this case, we take out the oil and sub in butter to make it more like a brioche and enriched dough. So we use egg yolks and butter in our challah dough, and then we let that rise and then just use ice cream scoops to scoop it into the fryer so that it has has like a beautiful round and kind of organic shape. Some people like to, you know, make a dough and punch it out and let it rise and then fry from there. But we really like the kind of like crazy wild round spherical look that we get from just scooping it. And it's easy. So it's definitely a, you know, a good version to do at home too. What a great idea. Yeah. Camille, here at Zahav, this is an Israeli restaurant. Did you work with Israelis prior to working here? I didn't. No, this is my first foray into Israeli cuisine, Middle Eastern cuisine. It's been incredibly eye-opening and exciting. And so for the past three years since I've been working here, I've learned so much. But before that, I was working in mainly bakeries and restaurants that focused on new American cuisine with French techniques. So this is this has been a totally different ride. So your stint here at Zahav, is this the first time that you've made Sufganiyot? Yes, it is. Okay, so explain to everybody... I mean, is there a difference between sufganiyot and jelly donuts? Well, I think the biggest difference between sufganiyot and jelly donuts is in the history and the meaning and the sharing and the family that circles around sufganiyot. Um, In my experience, I mean, a lot of times the way people make sufganiyot that I've had are kind of similar to traditional donut batters, um, yeasted donut batters, and then whatever jelly filling or whatever fruit filling, and then the powdered sugar on top, typically, it doesn't always vary too much from, you know, an American jelly donut that you might have, but it's so much more meaningful and so much more symbolic. So what do you want to tell us about the Sufganiyot? It seems like you've learned a lot. You've become, it, so- it sounds like you've become like a token Israeli here. <laughs> I don't want to give myself too much credit because there's still so much that I haven't learned. But I've tried to absorb as much knowledge as I can through Chef Mike and through, you know, meeting people 
doing research on my own and trying to to really absorb the beautiful things about about these cultures. All right, so we'll tell everybody it's about the oil. Oh yeah, <laughs> symbolically and really. I mean, it really is all about the oil. Is there a special <laughs> kind of oil that you use to fry that makes it better? Not necessarily. I mean, we have done a couple of different things in the past. This year, we're just frying canola oil, and it is spectacular. It's superb. But last year, we also fried in Crisco, and that was amazing as well. The oil doesn't make a big difference in the taste? No. I mean, you don't want to use olive oil or other types of oil that have lower smoking points because you won't be able to get it up to that temperature, and it'll just imbue like kind of a bitter flavor. Those aren't frying oils. But any oil that you can use to fry, and canola oil is the most typical, perfectly fine. Yeah. So what's, besides the scooper, what else? Uh, what's the key to making an amazing souvganiya? Well, you want to have an amazing filling, too. Um, so we change our, we basically, we do the same dough every year with the same souvganiya, but we change the filling every year. So it gives us a little bit of new excitement. So last year, we did a lemon curd and cranberry filling. We did like a double. This year we're doing a guava caramel. So, you know, we're always keeping it fruity and light, but doing something different every year. It's not always jelly or jam, but it's something fruity and kind of similar. It's always fun to be able to change it up. How can we get creative if we're making jelly donuts? How can we get creative with the filling at home? Well, I mean, even just making your own jam, even though it's time consuming, if you have a jar, like, you know, if you maybe made some jam last summer and you have one jar left, dig into that because the more love you put into every piece of it, it's going to be even tastier. But at the same time, store-bought strawberry jam is amazing in there. So, you know, don't make it harder for yourself than you know, it should be fun too. So like, if you're having fun, it's going to be tastier. But also the more love you put into it, the more attention to detail, the more handmade all the components, it's going to make it tastier too. How long does it take you to make these so you want to make the dough. Since it's a yeast dough, you make the dough and you let it rise. So it does take a few hours, but, you know, you can plan ahead. And what we do is we make the dough the night before. And then the next day, all we have to do is pull it out of the refrigerator and then start letting it proof. So you can do that as well. But it does need probably at least an hour to proof, depending on how warm your environment is but you want to let it fully proof which is like usually about double in size and then get your oil up to temperature which can take a few minutes as well and then after you fry them I mean it's great to be able to to like toss them and fill them and eat them right away when they're warm but so that they're a little bit shelf stable we let them cool after we fry and then toss them in the sugar so the sugar doesn't melt on it right away it'll stay nice and coated and it won't melt over time and then we fill them to order so when you're getting them at our restaurant we've already fried them. We fry them throughout the night so that they stay fresh, but we fill them to order so that the caramel is just like very fresh in there. So they're still hot and warm when you take a bite. Yes. Like the song says, hot and warm. (laughs) I want to know about making them here in the restaurant. How many do you serve? And is it just a Hanukkah-only dessert? It is a Hanukkah-only dessert. So we're selling them over the course of eight nights. And, you know, it varies. I think the past couple nights we have sold out and we have been making more and more and more because... That what happens every year, like you start making them and then you're like, oh my gosh, we need some more. Yeah. (laughs) And it depends also. I think this year we're selling even more than we were last year. People are so fired up this year to celebrate. But how many are we? 
we talking? <laughs> well, we put four to an order on your plate, and we're a really busy restaurant, and we sell a lot of desserts anyway, but this is an addition to our menu. We're selling probably 80 to 100 sufganyot a night. That's pretty good. Yeah, in and addition can- to the four desserts that we already have on the menu. And then do people call and say, I'd like to order some and take some home, like for uh, takeout, or can you do that? They haven't yet, but that's where you go to Federal Donuts because they sell sufganyot during Hanukkah. So for all of your, like, I want to buy, like, a dozen sufganyot, theirs are amazing. Now, who's making them over there? Well, so Matt Fine is the culinary director of Federal Donuts. He has perfected all those recipes. He is the maker of the sufganyot over there. He actually just had a baby, so congratulations to him. But uh, Do you share your recipes? Actually, we are not using the same recipe, but I'm actually not sure if there's a recipe for the sufganyot in the Federal Donuts cookbook. That would be worth looking into. <laughs> but um, we actually use slightly different recipes. I'm not exactly sure it you know, without looking at them side by side, how exactly they differ. They are also glazed and filled a little bit differently as well. How do sufganiyot differ? How do like recipes for jelly donuts or sufganiyot differ in general? Well, you know, I mean, I haven't had, not growing up Jewish, I haven't had like, you know, all the sufganiyot <laughs> yet. I'm working on it. I'm eating as many jelly donuts as I can. But it's basically kind of like everything a home cook makes, you know, like one person's recipe is going to be slightly different from another. And the way you make it is going to be slightly different person to person. But I think generally that light, fluffy, yeasty dough that's similar, oftentimes enriched, similar to a brioche or a hollow dough, that's what you're really looking for. So do you have any tips and tricks to make it light and breezy and delicious and airy and amazing. Well, I would take a hollow dough or take a brioche dough, start with that, really let it fully rise so that it had, the yeast is active and it really like is allowed to work its magic and um, develop that gluten structure and really really puff up. And then, you know, when you're frying, just make sure that your oil is up to temp. We fry at about 340 degrees. And then once you're oil is up to temp, you know, if you, you want to make sure it's a perfect temperature so it doesn't soak up too much oil or burn on the outside. So that's key as well. You have to keep an eye on it. Oh yeah. We don't, we don't put them in the fryer and then walk away. Also because ours are so, so round and not quite as like flat on each side. They like to just flip each, they like to flip over on their own. So we're always like poking them, trying to keep them submerged. How has your recipe evolved over the past three years? Well, they were making sufganyot here at Zahav when I started, but over the past. But you're a James Beard award-winning <laughs> chef, pastry chef. Yes, true. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that, you know, everything starts from somewhere. And, you know, everyone is adapting other people's recipes to fit their needs and their style. And, like, nothing I have done is original. I've taken our hollow recipe that was pre-existing when I got here. But our hollow recipe has also evolved over the past three years since I've been here. We've been like, oh, we want it to be a little bit more, you know, like this, a little bit more like this. So we've just continually been working on it. So out of a pre-existing recipe, it is still a little different now. One key that we've really honed in on is keeping our holodough very high hydration. So there's a lot of moisture in there and that keeps it extremely airy, like super fluffy. 
Any other tips for the home chef? Just have fun. Because, like, you, I mean, use a recipe that you trust or that someone else has made and trusts. And, you know, just have fun making it. Because the more fun you have, the better it's going to taste, hands down. Can you give us any recipes? I'm happy to share recipes. I'm not a, I'm not a secretive person. I was going to say. Mike. All right. So can you kind of run down the, the Sufganiya recipe? Well, I don't like have it off the top of my head, but it's bread flour, it's egg yolks, it's butter, salt, yeast, sugar. We do use sugar in this recipe. We do use honey in our normal holiday recipe, honey and oil. But in this case, we're really enriching it. So we're using sugar and butter. So, you know, all the basic enriched sweet dough essentials. Let, Let it rise, set it, scoop it, fry it, fill it, powder it. Absolutely. What's your favorite thing about Hanukkah? Probably the sufganiyot, to be honest. <laughs> and lot, because... You make those too? Well, we do here in the kitchen. I don't personally, but... You eat them? I eat them. I definitely eat them. So what do you eat more of, latkes or sufganiyot? Um, this year, sufganiyot, for sure. <laughs> I have to ask you, what do you like on your latke? I am more of a sour cream person than an applesauce person. There are two types of people in the world. Yeah. Which are you? I like the sour cream, too. All I have right. To <laughs> We're on the same team. I, but, you know, nothing against the applesauce people. And I like to dip in there every once in a while, too, just to change it up, you know, and double check which one I like more. But it's usually. It always goes back to sour cream. That's yeah. one. Let's it be honest. It does, yeah. Let's be honest. Camille Cogswell is the pastry chef here at Zahav Restaurant, celebrating Hanukkah with eight crazy nights of souvganio. <laughs> Thank you so much, Camille. Thank you so much for having me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.